Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, Kirby. Hi, Sarah. Welcome, Welcome to, to Los Angeles. Welcome, Glamgelinos. We hope you stay a while. <laughs> okay, Kirby, something weird and interesting happened to me. All of a sudden. Elaborate. So up until three months ago, I was a very staunch thong wearer. Like, only wore thongs. For some reason, that was the most comfortable to me. Like, I was a big hanky-panky girl. Even through both pregnancies, with my big ass belly, like I was like, I feel most comfortable in a thong. Wow. Okay. And then three months ago, I woke up and I was like, what the fuck am I doing? I This is not comfortable. Why am I wearing a thong? And so ever since then, <laughs> I have been on the search for the most comfortable, like full booty underwear. I know you're like, not a brief swear. Like, what would you call them? I go commando, babes. Like, I oh. don't like wearing underwear, period. Point blank. Okay, see, I used to be that way, but then it was like I was getting yeast infections. See, I, I'm not getting those, <laughs> so good for me. Good for you. But I find clothes in general very restricting. I prefer not to wear them, if at all possible, which is why I'm like oh. half naked most of the time in my house. But I do not like underwear in general. If I do wear them, I wear skims lacy thongs that are kind of like expandable and stuff interesting okay i need to try theirs but i am now like on the hunt for like the most comfortable underwear that is not a thong so if listeners you are feeling passionate about the underwear that you wear or perhaps you are commando like kirby please let me know i did do some research and i found this brand that i had never heard of called tommy johns and they make these like high-waisted ribbed underwear they call it second skin and it's actually extremely comfortable so I think I might buy some more but yeah it's weird it's like I don't know if it was like because I talked to a few other people and they were like oh I totally felt the same way it was like I turned like 35 I don't know Kirby and I are 37 but you know like it was like all of a sudden I was like oh my god why am I wearing thongs they're like floss for your butt so I did go through that at one point. Like I was only wearing briefs when I was wearing underwear. Yeah. But now I just kind of when I'm wearing them stick yeah. to the skims situation. If I'm wearing anything underneath a, a garment like in public, it's probably shapewear. It's probably not actually underwear. Right. And you can't wear underwear with shapewear. It's just too much. Absolutely not. That would be a miserable existence. Have you already done like a guide to the best shapewear? No. I feel like you need to. It's really hard because some of them are great. Like I love skims, but some of their shapewear does not meet or check any of the boxes that I'm really looking for. And their sizing is like very, very difficult to figure out. Interesting. I don't have any skims shapewear, but like Spanx I used to have. And the problem for me with their shapewear is that my torso is like shorter. And so uh -huh. like the things that would like go all the way, it was supposed to go to like underneath your boobs. Like it would go like all the way over my boobs. 
You know what I mean? And I was like, I'd have this extra material. So it, like didn't work for me. Oh, my God. That is hilarious. Yeah, I know. It's just what happens when you're a short queen. I did order a pair of, of shapewear from the skim sale over the holidays. It's called the Barely There Low Back Short. And I will say that is very comfortable. There's boning on the sides to keep it up. And then it goes up under your boobs. And then it goes low in the back for when you have like an open back dress, which I find more often than not I'm dealing with. Like I'll put on shapewear and then look in the mirror and be like, you can see my shapewear. Right. So I bought those and they feel good. Like I wear them quite often. Okay. All right. Well, Listeners, let us know what your favorite undies are. <laughs> and I'm not saying that in a creepy way. I mean it. I've tried me undies. Me undies are great. I really like me undies. Oh, yeah? Okay. That's not a podcast sponsor. That's not sponsored. I have, <laughs> no, it's not. I wish it was. Hell, but I have some Baby Yoda me undies. Oh, cute. That are very cute. Yeah. Very cute. Adorable. Crush. Kirby, we've got some news to talk about. I feel like we have spoken about children in Sephora shopping at ad ad nauseum. Is that what I say? Ad how do you ad say nauseum? It? Ad nauseum. But they keep popping up in the headlines, and we got to talk about it. Apparently, they're mean. They're mean. Not only are they shopping and taking over the samples and leaving them in like disarray, they're being mean. Well. If you've been on TikTok, then you understand, because even though you have to be 13, I think, to be on TikTok, the children are not kind to (laughs) us elders on the talk. They are not. Right. You've been saying this. You've been saying this. They can be extremely rude. I think I've turned a corner with TikTok in which now they see me as like wise and interesting versus some old woman that doesn't deserve to have a voice or even oh my God. a heartbeat at this point. Jeez. No, they're evil on TikTok, especially when you first get started. But also, it's the Dunning-Kruger effect. The children in general think they know it all. It's like what our parents said. We've lived a life. You think you know everything you don't. That is my sentiment right now. These children think they know everything. Yeah. But They're actually so ignorant to so many things. (laughs) They don't even realize that they're ignorant. And that's how I feel about the children in the Sephora's. Patrick Starr has been making some really hilarious videos on TikTok with the baby face filter. Mm -hmm. So he'll like go in and pretend like he's like, he'll like have the phone higher than him. Yeah. Hi, do you have drunk elephant? Is this for your mom? No, it's for me. And I just turned 12. You're looking for... For retinol? Baby, you don't want that. Give it to me. Oh my God. Is there anything else I can help you with? Yeah, I need a blush. Okay, well, we have like um one size. Uh, What's that? I need rare beauty. Whatever that is, I don't want it. I want rare beauty, hope, and encouragement. And he's like such a cute little baby. You're like, oh, and then he starts like being an asshole. And it's actually really funny because, you know, Patrick, his brand one size is in Sephora. And so he'll be like pretending to be a Sephora associate and go, oh, well, that's not out yet. But we have this from one size. And then as the kid, he's like, what is that? What is no (laughs) rare beauty only? (laughs) I'm just like, this is so funny. Oh, my gosh. The children, listen, bad manners in public. That's on the parents. 
First of all, your young children should not be left unattended in a Sephora. Do not send a child into Sephora by themselves. You need to be taking them by the hand and taking them into a Sephora. I think that people aren't talking about the fact that these kids don't have anywhere else to go. It's not Mm -hmm. like there's like Claire's is not super popular anymore. Limited two doesn't exist. When we would go to the malls, first of all, we would go to the malls to hang out. That was like a place where I could go and be away from my parents. They would drop us off. They would be there, but we didn't have to be with them the whole time. Yeah. And we'd go hang out with our friends. It was that in the movie theaters. Where are kids going now? Like they don't have, unless like it's a sanctioned event at a school or an extracurricular or whatever, where are they really going to have like a communal experience? There are still like some malls that exist, but I think within the malls, to your point, there aren't a lot of like teen friendly stores anymore the way that it existed when we were young. I think maybe still like people are like hanging around like the Urban Outfitters, maybe, maybe they're still going into like Nordstrom, but obviously Sephora is like a big destination for the teens. And according to this hilarious New York Post article and everyone on TikTok. I just want to read this quote. It's not the fact that they're little girls in Sephora because makeup is subjective. There's no age limit to it. Sequoia Cothran, a Sephora employee from Tennessee, told Fox News Digital. It's more about what these girls are reaching for when they're in these stores. It's also the way that they're treating the workers within it. You see these kind of mean girl antics from these 10 year olds. I mean, that's literally insane. And I agree. I actually don't have a problem with people of any age being in a Sephora. I wouldn't want to shame anybody older for being in a Sephora or anybody younger, as long as they're getting age-appropriate products. But this is not just a Sephora problem. I think Sephora is getting a lot of flack. When I was at that Ulta in Texas, I swear to God, we need to have like Ulta in Texas check. But that Ulta in Texas, I was in a line with teenagers and children. Like that Mm -hmm. was the line and it was a long line and I was a little flabbergasted. I felt like the only adult that was purchasing anything with your own hard earned cash. Right. And I just saw hordes of like little groups of girls and boys like going into Ulta together to like look for stuff and like drunk elephant totally picked over. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, Target, same thing. Target. It was right next to a Target. So they were going back and forth. It's like you know, you can't loiter, right? But like, right. you can go in these places and like, look. And I think the other thing that is kind of annoying, this is like Sephora and Ulta employees is that sometimes they're being destructive. Totally. So you'll go in and you'll see like a candle or you'll see like a product that's been just completely destroyed. Right. Because they're mishandling the samples and like wreaking a little bit of havoc. This New York Post article says current and former employees have also shared stories about dealing with these young customers saying that they make a mess of the stores, display rude attitudes when they don't get what they want, and strong arm their parents into spending hundreds of dollars on products. You see this aggressive demeanor towards older people, Cothran said, this level of disrespect that you've never seen from a child to a woman, like they just simply do not care. That's like really crazy to me. And to Kirby's point, that is not like a Not like all kids are like that. It's like these children need to be parented like their parents need to be there and being like, no, do not speak to a Sephora employee that way. That is disrespectful. I also have to wonder, though, if like some of these employees are seeing how young these children are and they are irritated and they're not treating them respect. Yes, like a a true customer or even 
speaking down to them like, oh, sweetie, I get that it's your job to make sure they're not using retinol. And I would definitely advise a small child not to purchase something like that. But if you have to think about it, like when you're young, you think you know everything, you know what you want. If some older person is going to try to prevent you from getting what you want, you're probably going to have an attitude about it. So I'm not excusing, obviously, Mm -hmm. any of this behavior. I think that there's a lot of nuance to this conversation, but I don't have a problem with young women or men going into a Sephora and wanting to experience makeup and learn a skincare routine and be a part of a community. I have absolutely no qualms with that. I think that's that's just the way it is now. It's different. It's so different from the way things used to be. It's it's kind of like when for television, people compare television viewing numbers to like the late 90s. Babes, we're consuming TV in a completely different way. Totally. Some of these numbers are great for right now. And I think that once we all get on board with like, this is how things are. I know it's hard to accept change. It's hard to accept that like these young girls are wanting to experience beauty. And there's also like a whole conversation around whether or not at this young age, they should be so impressionable by a Sephora or an Ulta or whatever. But I was reading Allure magazine at like 10, 11, 12. I don't think there's any stopping like the children from being interested in skincare. Like I think people need to like just get over that. I watched a really interesting video from Leah Yu, who is the founder of Crave Beauty. And she's been talking a lot about this subject. And I think she made a really good point where she was like, what I think should happen is that Sephora and Ulta should start merchandising towards teens, like creating a section for them in the store where it's like these are the products that are appropriate for your skin or, you know, maybe brands can even play into it. You know, I know a lot of them want to attract a younger audience, but like obviously want to be mindful that these are young consumers and customers like, you know, Drunk Elephant, like only offering or not offering, but like handpicking the specific products for them. For me, when I was younger, even though I did want to like feel like an adult, I thought it was like cool when there was like a section for me, you know, like a limited to store. Like I was like, I wanted to go there, you know, so I think that there is opportunity for these stores, like Leah said, to target the specific audience and like make a place for them. So I think that's really interesting. I like what Leah has to say. I actually feel differently from you. I think that if a Sephora or Ulta had a section just for kids, it would not perform well because you don't want to feel like you're a kid. You want to feel like you're on the same level as everybody else. To your point about Limited 2, the reason why Limited 2 worked was because it was one store and when you're walking in, everything was for you. It wasn't this only small gondola or whatever is what you can use. And we talked about this with Tiffany when she was on the podcast, Tiffany Masterson of Drunk Elephant. Would you create a kid's line? I mean, I think if they're going to do anything, like you said, make kits that are specifically with the products that are meant to be for people 16 and younger. I think that's interesting. Yeah. And I think they could also just make make it easier on parents who are bringing hopefully their kids to the store and like, you know, chaperoning them and being like, (laughs) lost. Like, I don't know what to get my kids. I'm just going to get them whatever the hell they want from Drunk Elephant because that's what they are asking for. But I feel like, yeah, if there is a way to sort of merchandise to them, maybe not to alienate them from the rest of the store, but just to like make it easier on parents and also make it like a more safe place for kids to shop. 
Even at the front of the store, at the front of the Sephora, usually they have like little tables set out with like things that they're promoting, like put it there. I mean, I don't disagree that maybe like an end cap would make sense. They have like the what's new and what's upcoming and they have like a whole clean at Sephora end cap. Get rid of that and then focus on like. And maybe don't call it like this is for kids, teens or whatever, but like put a bunch of minis in there. Use a lot of bright colors. Literally just say like hot on TikTok. Hot on TikTok. Seriously. Do they not have a TikTok end cap? They should. My mind is not as strong as it used to be. I swore there was something with Sephora and TikTok glams, if you recall. Maybe I'm totally making this up. But I thought that there was something like that either coming or I don't know. But speaking of Sephora, I do want to talk about what we spoke on last week, which was why are so many brands going to Ulta? So many people found this conversation fascinating. And so I want to read some of the things that we got, not only on our Instagram page, but also from our Facebook group. This post did like really well for us. Thank you. A lot of people said, let's look. As an Ulta Prestige beauty advisor, I'm so excited that we are finally getting more of the brands that guests are asking for every single day. Can't wait to listen to this episode. Someone said, because the quote was, Ulta isn't sexy per se. They say, Ulta is sexy. Their gondolas are always clean. The stores are well lit and organized. I loved the comments about people just being like, Ulta is a better place to redeem your points and like has a better point system and reward system. Yep. This is what Aaron Mars 1066 says. I'm excited for this. I shop at both of them. However, I like Ulta more not only because they regularly have coupons and gifts with purchase and chances to get multiple points on things I buy, but I like that I can get both the prestige and non-prestige products that I use in my routine there. And I mean, a lot of people are saying that Ulta's reward systems are way better, but a lot of people did say that they prefer Sephora for the luxury atmosphere. But there have been criticisms of Sephora. So for instance, Sarah Marie Artistry says, I love Sephora for its luxury atmosphere. I used to work at Sephora when they were when it was beauty experts and Sephora had beauty pro artists. It was magical. It's changed a lot. They do not do enough for their returning customers. Ultima has the best point system, which makes me like them more. Too bad Sephora can't be a bit more generous with their customers. I just don't get it. Do the point system Sephora. I think though, if you're going to say that Sephora is more luxury. If you're doing a point system like that, doesn't it kind of take away the prestige? Yeah, totally. Nordstrom has Nordstrom notes at the very least. So maybe like that's the thing they could try to figure out and implement. I feel like that's like a prestige and elevated way to do a point system. Mm -hmm. But, you know, Sephora does have less stores domestically, but internationally, they have way more stores than Ulta. Obviously, for that last story, we were speaking specifically about domestic numbers and because a lot of these brands were going from Sephora to Ulta domestically. Some of the people who left comments are like diehard Ulta customers. Oh, I did not even realize it. I had no idea. And full disclosure, we have partnered with Ulta to be a sponsor of this podcast several times in the past. Like we love Ulta. I was an Ulta Beauty host at their general managers conferences for several years. Sarah works with Ulta a lot on her editorial side of things. But at the same time, we love Sephora. I go to Sephora almost every single time I'm at the Grove, gone on press trips with Sephora, 
been to Sephora. We work with them a lot. We love the Sephora collection. Yes, love Sephora collection. We love their artists and residents that they have. I think both can exist, obviously, right? I mean, duh. Yeah, they serve a purpose, but like, that's the point. It's like, yeah, the thing that I with the found interesting about the commentary about that particular episode was it was almost like people were picking sides and yeah, like they had to choose. That's not why we were sharing it. We were just wondering why we were seeing so many of these brands getting to go to Ulta. And obviously the exclusivity ended, but it's like a lot of times, you know, an exclusivity ends and you like re-sign to be exclusive again or something. So we were just trying to get to the bottom of that. And also typically it's like we've been seeing announcements that, you know, new brands are coming to Ulta, but it just so happened that it was like three huge brands in a row and also like a few others. So the timing of it was really interesting as well. But by no means do we are we trying to like pit them against each other. We happily shop at both, but also we're both like based in L.A. and both near a Sephora and an Ulta. So it's like very convenient for us. That's a very good point. A lot of people mention that a Sephora is like an hour and a half away and it's very small and they don't have as much stocked as maybe another Sephora would. On the other hand, they have like three Ultas within like a 10 mile radius. So it is very different. Our Facebook group, when we posted this, said... I still don't understand the appeal for of Ulta for higher end brands, except the distribution to places that Sephora might not get to. I also noticed that they don't get the full range of these lines. I hate to order online from Ulta because of the way they package or don't package things carefully. A lot of people say had said too that Ulta's website is terrible. I have to agree, the Ulta website needs some work. Love you, Ultimates, but please get that figured out. Someone else said, I'm not an Ulta girl. I use them like I'd use a beauty supply store for those very specific mid-price needs. If I want to spend $65 on a foundation, I'm not looking to do that with the Ulta shopping experience. I am loving having the limited Ulta offerings at Target, however. There was someone who commented on the Instagram post that was like, I hate the Ulta vibes, but I love shopping there. Yeah, I do agree. It leaves something to be desired unless it's Unless it's the one in Texas. Texas. (laughs) Yes, it's very important to me. Maybe I should be an ambassador for that Ulta in Texas. I feel like you should, you have to do some content with them. Mm -hmm. Let me live there for a day or something. (laughs) I don't know. But yeah, I, I found this conversation really interesting. And obviously we welcome more opinions, more thoughts on these things. I think people really enjoyed that because we did talk to founders. We talked to people that are leaders at, their companies that are very familiar with how these things work and they shared their perspective. And I just thought the quote that Sephora's marketing Ulta Drive sales was very, very fascinating. Totally. Okay. We got another acquisition on our hands, folks. Puig acquired Barbara Sturm. This is from, of course, our friends at Business of Fashion. It says Spanish beauty and fashion conglomerate Puig has acquired a majority stake in German premium skincare brand Dr. Barbara Sturm, bolstering the group's position in the luxury skincare market. Financial terms of the deal were not disclosed, but sources close to the company say retail sales reached $150 million in 2023. Brand founder Barbara Sturm will retain a minority stake in the business and stay on as chief product officer and brand ambassador. Interesting. So Puig also owns Charlotte Tilbury, Byredo, Paco Rabanne. It's like a very obviously successful and wealthy parent company. Totally. I wonder if there was some sort of bidding war. I'm sure that there was. Well, I'm actually curious about that. 
because if you recall, last year in May, a, a Barbara Sturm email went viral and somebody sent it to, shocker, Estee Laundry. Let me read these, this email. Hi, Team Sturm. This is directly from Barbara. I hope all is well, smiley face. In order to get visibility on our cash flow, we need to understand the expenditures completely. In the aftermath of our former CFO, we now need to get clarity on budget adjustments and put in a new approval system. The budget has changed tremendously. Until we adapted all of that and have visibility, there is a hiring freeze and a spending stop. Approval only by me or Emily with an expenditure over 100 euros. This will change soon with clear instructions for everyone and visibility for our new CFO and finance team. I thank you so much for your support and helping and understanding. It's a journey with challenges. It's actually fun and a learning curve for all of us. Sending love and please focus on getting our sales up. Oh, my God. Barbara. Then somebody who sent her, sent Estee Laundry this, said, year-end bonuses paid in June, corporate card shut off, CFO and finance team resigned abruptly. And then we get news that Oprah Winfrey is named an investor for Barbara Sturm's brand around the same time in May. And then the last thing that Estee has, it says people were out in the field at events and their cars were getting declined and they had to pay out of pocket. Then we got this email to smooth it over. And then somebody else sent an email after Barbara that said, I can see some of you probably have received an email from Barbara. Please don't focus on this. Please, absolutely nothing to worry about. Just some adjustments that need to be made. Carry on. Let's have an amazing month of May. Hashtag believe. Like Ted Lasso. Okay. So that's interesting to me. I don't know if it's necessarily like indicative of anything. I think that if you have not been watching your expenditures and then... <laughs> your entire finance team leaves, perhaps you should get a handle on your expenditures. Like, that sounds like a, a rational thing to me. I wonder, too, though, if, like, now that I feel like I've been exposed to the behind the scenes of, like, acquisitions and stuff, maybe <laughs> this could just be naive, but maybe they were, like, preparing the company to be acquired, you know, where it's, like, 100%. I don't know that it's like a reflection of them like not doing well, but just like, again, yeah, preparing to be sold or acquired. We obviously do not know. But reading that last year, I remember being like, oh, that's kind of scary. But then learning what happens with an acquisition, you want to get your books right and yeah. tight. Like you want to be as buttoned up as possible so that you can present yourself in the best with your best foot forward. So I feel like that's probably why. Mm hmm. I do know a lot of people that like it, but those people are getting it for free, like they're being gifted it. I don't know any real person in my life that actively goes out and buys Sturm products, unless they're truly a multimillionaire. Because it's so expensive. Good for them. I'm curious if any of our listeners like actively go out and buy her products. I'm just, I'm really interested. Like, we see them talked about on Instagram all the time. When Vogue does something, some celebrities talking about Barbara Sturm. But are they actually buying those products? Like, that's the thing that I'm always just kind of like, it feels like a gifted thing. And also, it's more often than not people who are from like the fashion world and not really like on the beauty side of things. I don't know a lot of beauty editors, beauty writers who are big Sturm fans who like incorporate Barbara Sturm's products into their routine. 
a lot of fashion people, like you said, Kirby, a lot of influencers. And I don't know if that's just more of like a prestige thing. Like they're like, oh, I am like a Sturm person. And so therefore, like I'm, you know, fancy. But it is like more interesting that we see it more on like that side of the industry. Yeah, because to me, it's not like I don't think of Barbara Sturm and think of like Augustinus Botter being in the same category, quite personally. And I don't think that Barbara Sturm gets a lot of love on TikTok either. No, it's a completely different audience. Yeah, a different demo. It felt like they were really at the height of things with their like fashion influencer and like celebrity girlies on Instagram. So, I mean, all that to say is they are now acquired by Puig, Barbara Sturm staying on, and they have been acquired. So I'm I'm interested to see like how. <laughs> and that's all we're saying. We're reporting the news. We're just reporting the news. There we go. Okay. We got tech at CES. I always love going to CES. It's very interesting to see what kind of beauty products are being launched there. There's so many cool new gadgets, which I'm always like, are we ever going to see the day? But some of these actually, yes, like we will. One of them, which I feel like I've seen a lot of people talking about is the new L'Oreal Airlight Pro hairdryer. They made in collaboration with Zuvi, which when Zuvi came out for me, I was like, oh, this is like such a knockoff of Dyson, but it's like completely different. It is. I have a Zuvi's. I just I didn't realize this was a L'Oreal thing. Yeah. So it is this new eco-friendly halo tool is what they call it. It is a professional grade dryer that utilizes infrared light and high speed wind to dry surface water on strands while retaining internal moisture. So their whole thing is that this hairdryer does not use heat. It uses light and it is not going to damage your hair at all. And it is eco-friendly. Like I watched like a whole like commercial campaign for it. And I'm like, wow, this is really cool. And then I'm like, we're never going to see it. And actually it's coming out, I think in like the spring. And do we know if it's like comparable to like a Dyson price point? I don't know. But my guess is that it would be, especially because it's like L'Oreal. I don't know if it's like a professional tool where it's like, I'm sure it's not only for, you know, professionals, but I feel like they are trying to like come after the technology of a Dyson, but it is definitely like very innovative. I don't know any other product with light in the hair world that, yeah, is promoting like light to dry the hair. So I'm like very, very curious. I really want to try it. There's also the future of lip care. Amora Pacific has a lip cure beam. And it clinched the CES 2024 Innovation Award in the digital health category, which makes it the company's fifth consecutive victory. So this is an all-in-one device that not only identifies lip concerns, but also provides treatment and leaves a custom-tinted hue. The CAPS Precision Sensor diagnoses lip conditions while the brush-like applicator emits visible light to enhance lip care. The light-responsive material augments collagen fibers, establishing a moisturizing barrier on the lips. By the way, we're reading all of this from New Beauty. So thank you, New Beauty, for rounding this up for us. That is extremely interesting to me. This is like totally from the future. I mean, if you click on this article and look at the photos, I'm like, what's going on here? Like she is using one end to like, I guess, read the condition of her lips and then the other end to apply like a gloss that's maybe, like you said, custom to her lip color. I don't know. I want to try it. But see this one. I'm like, when is this going to be available to us? Totally. 
The other one that I think is interesting is they say it's like skin perfecting touch is a new innovation. Medicube is like a really big TikTok brand. I see a lot of people using this device, Haley Bieber even. The one that Haley has been using and everyone's like, oh my God, I need it. Yeah. So it says Medicube is anti-aging tools from South Korea. They are at CES for the first time. They debuted its latest innovation, the Medicube AR Booster Pro, which launched overseas last October. That's when I started seeing a lot about this. Since its release abroad, the device has been coveted for its ability to treat a variety of skin concerns and improve radiance, elasticity, tone, and texture. So it's electroporation technology and controlled lighting. So it's not a laser, but it is a light. Yeah, and I'm not sure if it warms up or not, which is interesting to me. Like, I'm like, oh, does it help build collagen? Like, how does that work? But I've seen a lot of people talk about this particular device. I don't have one. I've never tried it. Is this the same one that Haley Bieber uses or is it different? I think it's the same one because I remember around October, a lot of influencers started talking about this product. I would not be surprised if they sent her one. And the idea is you apply your skincare and then you use it to sort of like penetrate deeper and or treat whatever, you know, area of concern. Totally. All right. Well, maybe we'll have to uh, get our hands on one of these groups. I want this lip thing. I want this lip thing. I want the hair dryer. I want all of it. This is exciting. The future is bright. Yeah. I hope these things actually come out for the most Me too. part, please. <laughs> like, because that's the thing about CES. It's like where great ideas go to die or like they just don't survive honestly. No, truly. Because it's like, oh, actually, it's going to cost us like $10,000 to make one of these lip cubes. So yeah, honestly, like, remember, I can't even remember the name of that one thing that I talked about, which was great. I was so excited about it. But like, where is it? The 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 skin printer for melasma. Yes. It came out and then they shut down because too expensive to produce and, and it was not as intuitive. Ahead of its time. Maybe in the future. R.I.P. Thank you, everyone, for listening this week. We will be back on Friday with another great guest interview. Make sure you subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Spotify so you don't miss any breaking beauty news or product reviews. And if you want to support us, be sure to follow us at Gloss Angeles Pod on all platforms and join our Facebook group. Plus, find every product we recommend on our website, glossangelespod.com, as well as links to the stories and news we report each week. You can follow us, your hosts. I'm Sarah Tan, that's S-A-R-A-T-A-N, on all social platforms. And I'm Kirby Johnson, K-I-R-B-I-E, on all social platforms. What was that? 
boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.